everybody, welcome to a brand spanking new episode of That's Odd. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Townsend, and with me is, as always, is my compadre, my pal, my uh, second musketeer out of three. <laughs> Who's the third one? <laughs> Stay tuned, because I haven't thought of who it was yet. It's Chris Chavez. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? Doing well. How are you, buddy? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Hoping... That we're gonna have better, uh, better luck than abnormal yeah. times did. Now, let me. I wanted to say this real quick because uh, the listeners now we've told them that there's this kind of a, a spinoff of a show, a show that's related to history creeps and that's odd called Abnormal Times uh, that you and I do with our friend Brandon, uh, where we talk about headlines, things or not even headlines, but things going on in the news that are usually not headlines, things on the back page, the weird, right. odd, humorous, mostly humorous yep. because we end up just riffing on it. Um, I think it was a, it was a bad idea to relate it to this show whatsoever because the curse has yeah. decided to attach itself to that show as well. I, I think it's hitting it more than it's hit any of the other ones. Oh, man. It's hardcore going against abnormal times. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there is at least there's at least two hours now of audio that people will probably never hear because it's <laughs> perhaps just gone forever. Well, they could hear one half of it. They could hear me and Brandon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, talking to you <laughs> and having no response from me. Maybe I'll just send you the episode and you fill it in, like you yeah, just, be gar- just record. Or you can just post, just post what you have, and it'll be like Garfield without Garfield, <laughs> but it'll be it'll be abnormal times without Johnny, just to see how it sounds. Oh man, and yeah. you two will sound like a bunch of weirdos responding <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's uh, it's it's pretty entertaining when you hear what all three of us uh, hearing just the two of us would be kind of odd. Yeah, odd. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I've went back and listened because on my end, it's just me. So I've gone back and just listened to me talking to you two. And it's just weird uh, exactly. pauses, long pauses of silence. And then me responding. And I don't know what I'm responding to. Or we just, just go back and listening. Or you just break out in laughter like a maniac. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> like, there's a big long <laughs> silence. And all of a sudden you just start laughing. Yeah, like a weird, like a strange, strange man. So it's not too far <laughs> off from the truth, to be fair. So listeners, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So listeners, if you like that side and you like history creeps, check out Abnormal Times. Episode one is up right now, and I think by the time they're listening to this, episode two will be up as well. Uh, Ooh. We were finally able to to do two. Uh, two actually went off without a hitch. Three um, is right Different now story. in the ether at the moment. We'll see what yeah, happens. It's up in the air of where it went. <laughs> we're going to try to find it, but no <laughs> promises. <laughs> we might have to start all over. <laughs> yeah. But today we're doing That's Odd. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Of course, uh, if you're new to this, it's where uh, these are the stories that are uh, probably not long enough to get their own episode, but uh, Chris and I let Carter have the day off and we each bring a story to the table to talk about something that happened in history that's maybe a little odd or off off the beaten trail. Yeah. So I'll go first with mine. It's 1875, Chris. You know, it's a great year. 1875. Uh, Is that the yeah. year of the Walkman, the disco? Um... Oh, it's a great year for music, so I'm glad you said those things. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's uh, the the guitar had just been invented. Eighteen seventy five. Let's do this. Yeah, that's uh, of course that's a little bit after the Civil War, just to give you the American Civil War, uh, to give you like a little time frame. Uh, in eighteen seventy five, Chris, in Southeast Asia, an Asian elephant was born. Ooh. This Asian elephant was soon brought to the United States to be uh, to be a part of a circus that happened quite a bit. Uh-huh. Now they lied. The, the company that bought this uh, animal lied and claimed that this 
elephant was the first elephant ever born in America. And of course it wasn't, but that's how they build it. Okay. This elephant, this elephant's name, Topsy. Oh no. <laughs> what? Now, uh, for those who don't know, uh, you know, you might be able to pick it up. I don't remember how much we've talked about this show, but Chris and I are both pretty big fans of a certain little animated show called Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah. And there's an episode that's pretty much dedicated to Topsy that's the Elephant. So amazing. So I wanted to go and dig into the what's the real story behind Topsy the Elephant. So here <laughs> we go. All right. And uh, so, like I said, uh, she was born in 1875 and then brought over here. And they lied and said that she was born in America when, of course, she never was. Uh, in 1902, this is where her uh, history starts getting a bit strange and a bit odd. She apparently killed a spectator by the name of James Blount. Now, they say that he was possibly drunk, and he threw sand in her face, and he burnt her with a cigar. So, she decided she would just trample him. Good. Don't don't do that to the elephant. Yeah, that's terrible, right? Dumbass. Like, I don't want anybody to be killed, but, you know, she has a right to defend herself, if you ask me. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, because of this... Uh, her she was soon labeled as a bad elephant. Like you would, you know, you say like you have a bad dog. She's a bad elephant. But you know, this being the circus, and during this time, a lot of things were uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Exaggerated. Yeah. To to really make something stand out and be more of an attraction. So that's what they did with Topsy. It would soon be claimed that she killed up to twelve men. Oh, jeez, that's horrible. Now. These claims can't really be verified, however, uh, but they did make her a very popular act. Uh, everybody came from around the country to see this manslaughtering elephant. Uh, however, she became a lot to deal with. In 1902, she was sold to Sea Lion Park, which was located in Coney Island at the time. Um, uh, William Alt was her handler, and I'm using that term Loosely, William Alt and Topsy had a weird uh, relationship, and I'll I'll explain that here in a second. Uh, from all intents and purposes, when you first read about William Alt and how he treated Topsy, he's not the greatest guy. Uh, apparently, one time he stabbed her with a pitchfork oh. to get her to move an amusement park ride, like they had an amusement park ride tied to her. And you know, elephants are really strong ele- uh, animals, obviously. <laughs> But she wasn't, I guess, listening, so he would stab her with a pitchfork. And when he was doing this, a police officer saw him and was going to come and, you know, make him stop. And so he, meaning Alt, let Topsy loose, and she ran amok in the streets for a little bit. And they had to get her back. Jeez. (laughs) Then apparently at another time, he once got drunk, and and he got on top of her and rode her to the police station and had her knock on the police station doors and trumpet loud, and apparently it terrified the police <laughs> to the point where they jumped into the cells themselves. Uh, and he was soon, obviously, that's when the company, I guess, decided, you know what, William, enough's enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he was fired. Now, he's going to come back into this story. Oh, Lord. Now, <clears throat> soon after this, since Alt was gone, that was her hand- handler, uh, no one could seem to get the reins on her, so to speak. So the owners wanted to sell her. However, her reputation that they had built for her made her almost impossible to sell. So, of course, since you can't sell the elephant and 
according to them, she had killed 12 people. Uh, they decided to publicly put her to death. Yeah, I, I know this one. Now, the first thing they wanted to do, however, is their first idea, these geniuses that they are, uh, they wanted to hang her. And their idea was to uh, charge people admission to come and witness this hanging. And, of course, an elephant weighs tons, right? Tons, not just pounds. Tons. They're heavy, heavy animals. And this would be a very inhumane way. I mean, I don't think the animal should be killed in the first place. But this is a cruel and inhumane way to kill an animal and was soon put to a stop because of those uh, objections. So then they got the second idea. And, Chris, I think you know what this idea is because the Bob's Burgers episode kind of touched on this. And what way of death is that? I feel like, didn't we address it one time on History Creeps as well? I feel like we may have. If not... um isn't this the, the famous Edison electrocution thing? We're heading in that direction. Uh, electrocution. Yeah. Now, this is fast-forwarding to January 4th, 1903. Uh, they had really built this up, this electrocution, this public uh, electrocution of this elephant. They've been in all over the newspapers and everything. So by the time January 4th, the date of her uh, of her sentence was coming to, to light... 1,500 spectators and at least 100 photographers came to witness this execution. And that was then when she was electrocuted and poisoned. They did both. And she died. It took her 10 minutes to die. Now, here's where this thing gets really weird, or even more strange as it is. Now, you remember William Alt, the guy I mentioned before, who was her handler? Yeah. Well, when they were trying to lead her to this place, they had built this big thing up to uh, electrocute her. Uh, they, she wouldn't, she didn't want to go. Like, it's like, it's almost as if she knew what was happening. So they wanted to get William Alt to, uh, get him to get her to go to where they wanted her to go. Oh, that's horrible. But he actually, he actually downright refused. Good. And said he didn't want to do that to her. I like him now. I didn't like him yeah. before. Now I like him. I know. It's, that's what I say. That's what I'm saying. It's a very weird, uh, like relationship they had. I don't think he treated her right, but at least at this at this point, he kind of comes through a little bit. And they even offered to pay him, I think it was like a hundred bucks, which was a lot back then. And he refused and he said he wouldn't even do it for a thousand. So he wouldn't do it. Eventually they were able to get her there without his help though. Uh, now this is where Thomas Edison comes in. Now, a lot of people think there's a lot of lore to this and it's in that Bob's Burgers episode where Thomas Edison himself uh, went around the country and he was electrocuting animals to show uh, that, uh, you know, it was, this is when AC versus DC current was going on. Yeah. Uh, it was called the War of the Currents is what it was called. But let's get into this a little bit. A lot of people assume Thomas Edison himself uh, was responsible for her electrocution. However, actually, all that was there that day was his film crew. He had a film crew there, and you can actually find this film. I didn't want to look at it. No, I, just, yeah. I just couldn't do it. But you can actually find it on YouTube, uh, the little video, the actual original video that they had. And it all it does is show her getting electrocuted. That's all it is. But I didn't want to watch it. But you can if you so choose, I guess. But I just couldn't do it. Uh, in fact, actually, there's no actual record that actually shows that Edison himself was even there in person or had anything at all to do with it. All that was there was his film crew, so a newspaper picked that part up and decided to run with the fact that Edison was somehow 
a part of this electrocution thing. Oh wow! Yeah, That's in crazy. fact, in fact, this the the history goes against it even more because Topsy's demise actually happened ten years after this whole war of currents was happening between Edison wow. and uh, Tesla. So uh, this actually happened well after he was doing all that weird, crazy stuff. It's funny how so, like it's been tied to him for so long, and like even yeah. even when you were asking me about it, I said it exactly as the Edison electrocution thing. Yeah, because that's what a lot of people assume, and all it really was. And I'm not even saying he was a great guy, because from all accounts, he did electrocute a few animals. But this, but Topsy actually, he had nothing to do with. He was just had his film crew there to film it. He wasn't even there on the grounds from the sounds of things. Jeez. So that's the true and very tragic tale of poor, poor Topsy the elephant. That's sad, dude. I know. It really is. That was a sad story. I don't know if I could go on tonight. It's time for you to bring us up. I don't know if I could do it. I don't have it. (laughs) I don't have it in me, dude. We got to do it for Topsy, man. We got to do it for Topsy. I love animals, dude. Like, that sucks to to hear that. Like, this this poor elephant was just subjected to all that nonsense for what? For man's entertainment. Yeah. And actually, I was telling you about this show uh, before we even started recording, and it's called uh, Somebody Feed Phil. Yeah, and it's where it goes to different countries and stuff, and it's at its heart, it's a food show. But he does a lot of diving into the people there and the culture and all that kind of stuff. And I really actually recommend it quite a bit. Uh, he was, at, I think it was either was it, it was either Vietnam or Bangkok is one of the one of those. <laughs> and this woman there runs a sanctuary for elephants that she's rescued. Oh, uh, elephants that were like uh, in captivity before, either at zoos or circuses and stuff. And she goes and she rescues them and brings them there and takes care of them. And it's actually very sweet. And I highly recommend that episode. Actually, but it really reminded me of this. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, mine are okay. So I'm doing a different thing tonight. I didn't bring one singular story. Uh, in looking up different things online, different ideas, and in researching some of the things that we normally come up with for topics on the show, I came across uh, one of these lists, and we talked about it before. Uh, we've seen these lists online that say, you know, 15 horrific, you know, facts about history or 15 mysteries in history, uh, mysteries in history. Um, the one I found today had to do with coincidences um and it's a a number of strange coincidences that happened throughout recent history and as i started to read them you know you start to go oh well whatever this could be what but after as you start to read you start to think to yourself like you know where that phrase history repeats itself comes from oh yeah because literally it does like thing like the the idea behind the move movie groundhog day though fictional uh you'd be surprised based on some of the things i saw on this thing how uh how much nonfiction there really is to that. So I figured what I'd do is I'd go through some of these and read them off to you. See if, first of all, you've ever heard of them before, uh, and then second, what you thought about them. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so the first one here, uh, on June 20th, 1940, a Soviet archaeologist uncovers the tomb of Tamerlane, a descendant of Genghis Khan. A warning inscription reads, uh, whoever opens my tomb will unleash an invader more terrible than I. They opened it anyway, and two days later, Germany invaded the Soviet Union. Have you heard about this one? No, this one's new to me. This could kind of fall into the uh, a curse episode as well. Yeah, it's yeah. apparently you know this they 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 were digging and they came across Genghis this descendant of Genghis Khan this tomb, uh, and it says it inscribed right in the door the door. You know, you open it and you're invading, you're unleashing an invader more terrible than I. Uh, the Soviets. Opened the tomb, and two days later, Germany invades Soviet Union. They weren't successful, 
however, they did invade. Um, well, thoughts? Coincidence? That's, you're like, Meh. that's you know, that's that's one of those weird ones where it could be either. You know, like that's when it gets really strange. That's why coincidences are always weird to me. Like, is it was it actually coincidence, or did one thing cause the other? Oh, true. Here's something yeah. really crazy here. Uh, they're uh, separated at birth. A set of twins from Ohio each grew up knowing nothing of the other's existence. They were both named James on their adoptions, uh, which might be weird co- a coincidence of their respective families. Uh, both grew up to be police officers and marry women named Linda. They each had a son, one named James Allen and one named James Allen, one with one L, the other with two L's. Uh, they also each had a dog named Toy. They both got divorced, but later each remarried a woman named Betty. <laughs> this sounds like incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't like say whether or not how how accurate that is. But if that is for real, what? Yeah, what? that is. That's a lot of coincidences. How is that po- have you? But we've seen things like that in the news, or you know these these paranormal shows where twins who are separated experience things together or like maybe yeah. one twin dies and the other one's across the country and knows it instance inst- instantly you know what i mean right yeah like that part that part i kind of get i mean i'm not a twin or anything but uh, i understand the connection one of my close friends growing up uh was a twin and uh actually she ended up marrying trevor's brother who i do retro bliss with and her, but her twins, her brother, so it's a boy and girl twins, but they were like, I remember growing up, they were pretty much attached at the hip for the most part, uh, you know, and they always knew what the other was doing if they weren't in the same place. So it was always a weird, strange connection that twins sort of have. Yeah. It's, but yeah, that's, that's a bunch of crazy coincidences going all together right there though. This other one was kind of cool. This one is more of a, like a history repeating itself. And this one's almost like it, it, if you believe in, um, either reincarnation or maybe uh, your the energy of somebody, uh, you know, showing up again and, and trying to basically reproduce what they experienced the first time on Earth. This one's kind of strange. Tell me if you've ever heard of this before. Uh, okay. Did you know that Hitler was born 129 years after Napoleon? So these both, both you know, these guys were both, uh, you know, tyrants, these, these, uh, these guys that basically re, rewrote part of history. Uh, so 129 years after Napoleon, Hitler was born. So he also came to power 129 years after Napoleon came into power. He also invaded Russia 129 years after Napoleon invaded Russia. And he was defeated 129 years after Napoleon was defeated. History repeating huh. itself? Reincarnation? Thoughts? Huh. You know, that one really reminds me a lot of... The one that I really heard of was the Abraham Lincoln and the... Uh, JFK thing? JFK one, yeah. I always forget that one, how that goes. Do you know how it goes? Uh, there's a bunch of them in there. I don't remember them at all. I just remember reading about that before. We'll have to pull, We'll have to do that for an episode of That's Odd. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah that's, for sure. isn't that strange, dude? That's very strange. Very strange. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. Have you ever heard of the woman Violet Jessup? No. Her name, she was later known as Miss Unsinkable. The reason for this was, uh, she was basically a bad omen. She was on the HMS Olympic when it struck the HMS Hawk. She was on the HMS Britannic when it hit a mine. 
And, of course, she was on the RMS Titanic. I knew that was coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Jessup was actually a stewardess and nurse, so being on ships was her job. She'd be later known as Miss Unsinkable, and all three doomed ships were also sister ships. Isn't that strange? Yeah. So uh, what do you think about that? Do you believe in somebody being a bad luck or a bad omen? Would you believe it after that? Well, I think I've kind of heard of that one. I didn't realize that was her name, but I do remember a story where one person was on all three of those ships, and they all sank or made a really weird, strange doom. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know what? I do believe some people have worse luck than others, <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> but uh, she, I mean, I played I played enough games of Monopoly and never won one to know <laughs> that that's true. Well, she's technically didn't have the bad luck because it didn't have like she survived all of them, so she kind of has good luck in her favor. It's almost it's just that like wherever she goes, bad things happen. Do you think after that, like, she was so famous that if somebody saw her jump on a boat that everybody just jumped off? <laughs> They're like, no. Nope. Like, I would just scream, no, <laughs> and I'm getting out of there. What if you're in the bathroom when that happens, right? The boat finally takes off, yeah. and you come out, it's just you and her, and you realize what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's like, oh, no. Just go and get your life jacket on. That'd be my first thing. <laughs> jump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, oh, man. this next one is not so much anything we can substantiate either. It's just basically a story. But it says in 1975, a man was killed when he he was struck by a taxi in Bermuda. Uh, an unlucky passenger had to witness it. Uh, a year later, the same taxi driver was dra- driving the same passenger when the taxi struck and killed the original victim's brother. Oh. Crazy, right? Yeah. That is wild. I guess we've seen That's, things like that happen before. Um, a couple of things that were on this this list were things you had brought up for past episodes, like the two the two only car uh, the only two cars in Ohio that got in a car accident. Yeah, like what are the chances of that happening? And yeah. then uh, what was the other one that you talked about on the show before? I can't remember. Um, anyway, uh, oh, the one with the the bullet in the tree. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that strange? Yeah. There, there are a lot of weird things that have happened throughout our history that are like that. Just weird, strange timing coincidences or whatever you want to call it. You ready for a Groundhog's Day? Oh, yes, I am. I'm a big Bill Murray fan. <laughs> picture yeah. Bill Murray in the 1930s, okay? And picture Doing Bill it. Murray named Joseph Figlock. Got it. So somewhere <laughs> on this street, obviously, uh, someone on the street had it in for a baby. Because during the 1930s, a man named Joseph Figlock was surprised by a falling baby landing on his shoulders. The same day, the next year, a year later, but and, and on the exact same day, the same baby, a year older, fell on him again at the same spot. The same baby? Yes, a year older. <laughs> Who's... Who are the parents? <laughs> well, you're talking the 1930s, and so I'm thinking yeah. things were lax back then. There was no such thing as like safeguarding your house for babies. I, at least I no, don't I think get there that. Was. No, trust me, I understand that. But it's already happened once. <laughs> you would, I would assume, a parent would be a little more on guard when it comes to <laughs> the baby being in that vicinity of that area. Yeah. Right. Insane. Yeah. Here's another cool little coincidence. Did you know the, uh, about Mark Twain and Haley's comet? I don't know, but this one sounds very interesting uh, already. Oh, really? Okay, so Halley's Comet passes Earth about every seventy, uh, once every 76 years, making it right. actually not that unlikely that someone's life could be measured by it. Uh, one such person is Mark Twain. He was born in 1835 as Halley's Comet was passing Earth, 
And the day he died, Haley, uh, Haley's Comet appeared again in 1910. Huh. Crazy, right? That's wild. It's like the comet brought his spirit and took his spirit. It kind of is. Creepy, right? It's yeah. A, it's a weird little uh, harbinger there for, for the literary people. Right, yeah. Uh, here's a creepy one, dude. This is crazy. Have you ever heard of the video game uh, Deuce X? D-E-U-S-E-X? Yes, I've never played it, but I do know of it. Okay, when designing the landscape scenes for the video game Deuce X, one of the artists left out a major landmark of the New York City skyline the twin towers to cover the flub the game made up a store uh, made up something about a terrorist attack the game was made in 2000 wow boom wow that one's wow that's a, that's a crazy one right yeah here's a couple i got a couple more for you and then we'll call it quits on the coincidences the odd of oddness of coincidences uh a south african astronomer dane du toit was giving a lecture at the age of 49 about how death could come at any time. On finishing the lecture, he popped a mint into his mouth with a little too much vigor and choked to death. Oh, goodness gracious. That's horrible, right? Yeah. I had read somewhere wow. also in history there was something about some professor that had, or no, it was something in a, in a, in a courtroom. And this guy was demonstrating how somebody could shoot themselves and kill themselves or some certain way, and he ended up doing it on accident in front of everyone. Oh, man. Yeah. I think I've heard stories like that before where somebody's trying to demonstrate something, like a safety thing, and then they either get hurt or worse from demonstrating that safety thing. Crazy. Yeah. It is uh, – I, I don't even know what I would think if, if I had to witness that. You know what I mean? That's just – that's insane. Um, yep. here's something that's not on purpose. This is, it's not intentional. It's an absolute coincidence. Um, the first British soldier killed in world war two is buried only several meters from the last British soldier killed in world war two. Oh, wow. Strange, right? I don't I'm not sure exactly where they're buried. Uh, it doesn't say here in the article, but, uh, um, yeah. it's just weird how like these things happen in, in, in the world. When you start seeing coincidences, you start to read into like, is there something more at work with, you know, what's going on? There's something behind the scenes we don't see. Yeah. Cause sometimes these coincidences, coincidences just seem more of a, when you think about it, like, yeah, it makes sense that it happened that way. Yeah. You know, like the twin thing, for example, oh, speaking like of- that's a, that's a lot of coincidences, but in a weird, strange way, that seems right. Like, that's how it's supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Here's yeah. here's another twin thing for you. In 2002, a man in Finland was struck and killed while trying to cross Highway 8 on his bike. Two hours later, his twin brother attempted the same crossing and was also struck and killed. So they were killed one and a half kilometers from one another, two hours apart. Wow. What? Wow. What? Hmm. You would think they would just stay away from there after the one twin went. Like, I'm going to cross at a different place here. I don't want to go on the street. <laughs> Insane, right? Yeah, that's wild. Here's the last one for you. This is a literary thing. Uh, are you a fan of Edgar Allan Poe? I am, yes. Here's a little story. You might already know it. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe's only novel, the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym, tells of an ill-fated Antarctic voyage. In one scene, four shipwreck survivors adrift on a raft decide to eat the cabin boy, Richard Parker, to survive. In 1884, a ship called the Mignonette 
uh, sank, leaving four survivors. They, too, decided to cannibalize the boy, uh, cabin boy to survive. The cabin boy's name? Richard Parker. <laughs> well, note to self, do not be a cabin boy. <laughs> and, it's a terrible... change your name terrible if it's per- Richard yeah, Parker. yeah. It's a terrible profession to have because when something goes wrong, you're the first one eaten. So that that's my presentation because to me, that's that's something odd as well. The oddness of coincidences because you see these things happen in history. We see history repeat itself. We see the weird thing about the twins, and and, and it's always throughout history there's stories of those things happening. It's strange, yeah. right? It, it's, it almost makes you think like there's, there's, there's those uh, ideas and theories that, this is all just a simulation that we're all experiencing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Come on, the Matrix. Tell me, yeah. does that not give you this feeling of like, is someone messing with us with these little things? You know what I mean? Or they're running. It's almost like they're running out of original ideas to create uh, in, in these people's lives. So they're kind of, you know, rebooting ideas. Yeah, kind of like Hollywood Basically. can't make an original movie anymore. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So whoever's running yeah. this simulation just can't come up with a new scenario. So they kind of reboot the same thing but with different, you know, different uh communists and different uh you know, tyrants and different, you know, it, it just it seems it's a weird thing to 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 see coincidences throughout history. But maybe it's, that's the that's that's our uh one of the things we can benefit when we can look back, you know what I mean? Then we can see the patterns. Yeah, also, and this is, I really truly believe this saying that I'm sure everybody's heard that if we don't learn from history, then we're obviously going to be doomed to repeat it. Yep. So look back at our history. That's why it's really important. Uh, there's a lot of lessons you can learn from it. And I think even through these coincidences, coincidences we can learn this. If- and also. Uh, don't electrocute elephants. They don't deserve that. That's ridiculous. I was just going to say, when you said that saying, it almost makes that whole idea of the simulation a reality. Like, if you don't learn from it, you repeat it. Like a video game, where if you keep making the yeah. same mistake, you, you end yeah. up having to start over and do it again until you figure out how to move forward. That's right. That's very true. Yeah. Uh-oh. Life's just a video game. Uh-oh. Mind blown. We, we broke. We broke the matrix here. We're in deep trouble. <laughs> now it's getting odd. <laughs> yeah. Getting very odd. Well, I think we had a couple of uh, great things going on today on That's Odd. I think so as well. Well, we've decided, I don't know if anybody who's been paying attention to us, uh, we've decided that we're no longer going to give our little spiels here at the end. You can just go to the information uh, on this episode to find other uh, avenues about uh, Chris and I and the things that we do. Yep. And the other shows we may or may not be a part of. Yep. So go check that out. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, for Chris Chavez, I am Johnny Towns, and as always, Chris and I want you to just stay on.